Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com, get a CRM system that works, get a donor database system that works, get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com, use the code word, do good, better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text to give. It's all at one cause, onecause.com. Listen, I've been using one cause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event and you should be using it. Go to onecause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at onecause.com. Check them out today. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So contact Brady Martz to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And sometimes, nay, most of the times, the people who can help our small and medium-sized nonprofits are actually running small and medium-sized nonprofits, which is what we have for you today. I'm very excited to, uh, to have a newcomer to the uh, Do Good Better podcast, uh, Cindy Graffio. She is the executive director of the Downtown Community Partnership here in Fargo, North Dakota. Cindy, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. I'm very excited to chat with you. And as people are sort of tuning in, they're going through iTunes or Spotify or maybe find us on YouTube and they're like, hmm, a community partnership. Not really sure what that is, but I kind of think I like it. Why don't you give us a uh, 5,000 foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today? Absolutely. So the Downtown Community Partnership is better known as Downtown Fargo. So we're a 501c6. We're a nonprofit, um, membership-based nonprofit organization aimed at making Downtown Fargo the best possible place that it can be to live and work and shop and dine and all the fun things that make community a community. 
Outstanding. So what are some of the things that a community partnership does to engage with businesses to do all of said things? Sure, absolutely. We do a variety of things. We take a multi-pronged approach. Um, I kind of say our umbrella is placemaking, and we do that through a variety of activities. We host our own signature events, things like street fair and the coffee and cocoa crawl. We help promote the events of others that happen to be located downtown, the Red River Market. We have friends over at Broadway Square with the Park District. We help get the word out because we have quite a significant social media following. So we help amplify that message and help get the word out from all of our partners and other events that happen downtown. We do it through physical placemaking. We have a seat at the table when it comes to development. We have a seat on the city's community development committee, making sure that when these projects come forward, we're getting the highest and best use and it makes sense for our downtown. We do it through physical streetscapes and, you know, design codes and all that kind of boring fun stuff. Um, and then we also do it through advocacy and policy. We make sure that downtown is being allocated the resources that it needs. Outstanding. Perfect. Um, not, running a nonprofit is very difficult. Running a nonprofit with uh, so many entities who have so many different opinions is probably a challenge in itself. However, there's probably a go-to story or a go-to success uh, item that you reflect back on that when the going gets tough, you remind yourself, oh, this is why we do what we do. Do you have one in your uh, newish tenure as executive director of something you kind of look back on and say, hey, if uh, if everything goes to hell in a handbasket, at least I know that we're doing the right thing because of what story? You know, I started right after Street Fair last year. And um, really, I volunteered during Street Fair as a private citizen to get my feet wet, to learn the ropes, get some experience. And, you know, 2021, we were coming out of COVID. Nobody quite knew what to expect. Numbers were, you know, concerning. And we were sitting around saying, do we bring Street Fair back? And Street Fair happened in 2021 We after we had canceled in 2020. Um, and I think for us, that really was kind of an aha moment saying, this is why we do what we do. Um, you know, 2021 Street Fair was one of our most profitable ever. And I think just as a community, we were hungry. We were hungry for human connection. We were hungry for gathering spaces. We were hungry for events. And, you know, we we reaped the benefit of that. Um, our Street Fair 2021 was one of the most attended that we've ever had. Again, one of our most profitable ever. Um, and I think that's just because, again, the community was looking for opportunities to reconnect after that pandemic. People kind of reassessed everything, family, work-life balance, you know, community, what it means to be part of a city and what the amenities your city has to offer matter, um, kind of reevaluating and taking stock of life in general. Um, and so really when, when I sat back and looked at the community come out in mass full force to see what, what it meant and, you know, coming into 2022, our street fair vendor applications are up 30%. And so I really think that like the the success that we had last year, the community showing up, coming out of street or coming out of COVID, I think, you know, we we're well positioned and we're gonna reap that benefit because at the end of the day, this is what it means to be part of a community. And our residents are are showing up, coming out. Love it. And even uh, even us suburbanites show up to those kind of things. That's how cool and desperate we are for some sort of human connection and seeing a face that's not on a digital screen. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's challenging. I'm sure there's a lot of things outside of COVID that were, um, they're particularly challenging or what comes with the, uh, you know, the territory when you are working with so many or so many uh, diverse opinions 
about the direction uh, mm-hmm. that a downtown area goes with. What sort of a challenge that you're occurring or that's happening right now? Kind of how are you digging yourself out? Or what was a challenge that you faced outside of COVID? Um, and how did you overcome that? Okay, I'll give you two. First, it, it's a subset of COVID is that we are a membership-based nonprofit, which means that every year we have to show up and prove relevancy. And I think um, prior to COVID, we we focused a lot on marketing and events. And so when COVID hit, we kind of sat around the table and looked at each other and said, okay, well then who are we and what do we do? Um, so we took that time to, you know, relook at the strategic plan, our operating procedures and figure out kind of carve out an identity. Um, and one of the things that we discovered um, came to realize is that we had um, kind of given up our seat in the economic development ecosystem in our market. And so now it's a matter of getting back those seats at the table, um, having a say, being the thought leader, um, knowing the best practices, knowing industry standards, um, and bringing those to the table for the betterment of our community. But really, again, we're a membership-based organization. And so when a lot of your members are dealing with COVID and the financial insecurity that came with it, retailers closed down opening limited hours, workforce remains an issue. With all of the uncertainty that they deal with, memberships, optional invoices like ours are something that gets, you know, tucked at the bottom of the pile. And so we have to show up and we have to prove our value to maintain those memberships and those relationships. And so, you know, it's a challenge for any nonprofit on any given year, but especially so coming out of COVID. I think it's super important to remind people who are member based nonprofits is that you always have to reevaluate what value you're giving. And I exactly. think resting on your laurels. And I think that's that's kind of the fun part about <laughs> the fun part about COVID. Uh, the advantage one uh, took out of COVID to pause and say, all right, what are we actually doing? What are we actually providing? How can we adjust rather than just kind of sitting on what we've been doing for years? Kudos to you. And with that, that's a pretty good tip and trick. We'll probably ask you for another one. Uh, as a leader of a nonprofit organization, we're always looking for uh, sort of perspective from those mm-hmm. who are in the field, boots on the ground. Is there a tip or a trick that you can give our nonprofit listeners uh, who are uh, always on the lookout for what other people are doing that they can emulate in their own backyard? What do you got for us? Sure. So um, my background's actually in marketing. That's what my degrees are in. Um, and so I'm going to give you one that seems counterintuitive to a membership-based organization. As a membership-based organization, you want everyone at the table, right? You want everybody. Um, But I think one of the biggest mistakes that's made in marketing is assuming that everyone is your target market. You you think that when you develop a widget, everyone's going to buy your widget. They're not, and you actually don't want them to. You want the people in your army, in your tribe, the people who get it, who see the vision that you want, who are going to help you get to where you need to be. We have an incredibly diverse set of stakeholders. And if you ask, you know, 10 of our stakeholders, you're going to get 15 different opinions. You have to stay true to your mission. You have to know who you want on your side of the table. Um, You'll get there a heck of a lot faster if you fill your army with the people who are headed in the right direction. Brilliant. And again, a lot of energy exerted on people who just aren't going to budge in the direction where everybody else is going to go. And that's exhausting too. Cindy, this is fantastic. I think a lot of people are going to want to learn a little bit about what you do even more, but they don't know where to get a hold of you. How on earth do people click on the interwebs to get a hold of you and find out a little bit more about the community partnership? Sure, absolutely. 
please, yes, please visit downtownfargo.com. Visit our website, follow us on social media, Downtown Fargo. Um, sign up for our newsletter, get involved, submit your email address to our volunteer database. Consider becoming an individual member because that's how we fund the wonderful things that we do. So check us out and get involved. Outstanding. We'll have all those links in the show notes. And while you're clicking around, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to this show yet, this podcast, you probably should like and share it away and then immediately go back and click on all the things that are down there in the show notes and go visit the uh, uh, Downtown Fargo Community Partnership. Cindy, thank you so much for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you so much. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesome, or a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com, go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, Use the promo code podcast, take 25% off of anything that you purchase, and I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer, and I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.